Welcome to Positivatini. Messages of hope, support, and inspiration. In 10 minutes or less. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Erica Ishii. I'm Amy Dallin. Um, so this is a thing that I've had to think about recently and is really, once again, oh, let's just bring it on home with another episode of me talking about my kid. But, um, in our current technological era, it is so easy to take video and it's so easy to take pictures and it's so easy to take notes and all these things, but it is ridiculously impermanent and it doesn't feel that way because we're so used to having our phones in our hands and that kind of thing. But I have, I have, my dad took home videos that were VHS and turned them into DVD locked in a case in a very safe place in my house that I can show my kid, right? Of like, this was me when I was a kid. This is my mom who has since passed away um, and all of these things. And I have all of these videos on my phone that is, there is no physical form of them whatsoever. So I would like to encourage you to do something I have been working to do, which is to create physical forms of digital media, make photo albums, make uh, recorded, you know, video on DVD or whatever, something that you can hand to the next generation or hand to someone and say, here is the memories of this thing. Because basically on my phone right now, I have, I don't know, 150, 230 second video clips and 5,000 pictures, right? But like, what am I going to do when my kid's 15? Hand her my phone and say, mm -hmm. just swipe through, I guess. Like, that's nothing. And so I think it's really important that we not get so tripped up in the convenience of digital media that we forget the sheer joy of flipping through like a photo album and seeing photos of like your parents when they were young. I think that that is something that the convenience of a cell phone for me, I don't think will ever replace like holding a photo in your hands. And maybe I'm, I'm old, maybe I'm wrong, maybe this is a generational thing, but like there's something about handing someone a book as they like go through an attic or something like that is such a visceral feeling to me. I'm, I'm fascinated by this question because it affects a lot of sort of uh, cultural preservation going forward. Like uh, librarians who deal with digital records are uh, everyone is sort of simultaneously tackling this very interesting thorny problem of uh, an unprecedented wealth of material where where once uh, in, in previous generations, let's say like the the. The question of taking the infinite scope of a human life and narrowing it to moments that can be referred to later, like in many cases in the old version of things, the selection and curation process would happen in the moment. Like yep. you only had so many photos of from a birthday party. So the next step of like gathering them together and putting them in a book was just sort of mechanical uh, limitations from there on. And now it's much easier to generate huge numbers of documents, but you still have to at some point apply that process of selecting down and preserving, whether it is in what seems like the most stable digital form or in a physical form, like you still have to sort of curate and select and preserve. And that takes a kind of decision-making and work that I, I'm not sure we have great guidelines for. Yeah, I, huge chunks actually, of my adult life are gone because I'm like, I, where were those pictures? I don't know. Yeah. But that might have happened with, I don't know. I took a documentary class in college and we talked about 
um, what archival meant and what was worthy of being saved. Like, cause you never know, you never know what's going to be worthy of being saved. Like you take a random, a picture of a random street and it doesn't mean anything until maybe there's like, uh, like, like a huge earthquake and that street is destroyed. And then suddenly that picture becomes something worth yes. archiving. Yes. Um, right. So you just have no frame of reference for what to save and what not to save. And I think that is a problem that does carry over into our digital age. Uh, for me, I am trying to downside. I have a lot of stuff and I try not to, uh, have too much stuff or attach too much, too much emotional significance to items. Um, because you know it's that's a that that could be dangerous. There have to be limits um, on that, yeah. Either, yeah. So I have to have I have to limit myself on that. Um, so for me, I think you know to be honest, I I, I think um, creating digital albums is still significant for me. You know, like little slideshows or you know, as long as you because you're right, we we create so many like hundreds and hundreds of pictures and videos and just like knowing which ones to save and how to save them is a thorny problem. But I think for me, I'm all right saving them uh all digitally, either in albums or um on on some sort of account. Uh I to be honest, I'm I'm really fascinated to see, you know, if Instagram still exists in the form it does now, like ten years from now, to look back on that and I, I, I absolutely get that. I'm I, I I will I will say I very very selectively play this card and I stand yeah. by this. So my mom passed away when I was 21, right? Mm-hmm. And so now I will find pictures of her, like where she is like you know holding me or even i found pictures of her where like she was a teenager right mm-hmm. and touching them with my fingertips and holding them like in the air is a like very visceral like palpable connection feeling that might yeah. be completely in my head but like that is the thing if no, and I, I'm, I'm not you feel and here's the thing i'm not yeah. disagreeing with you because it might be that when bb is my age and she can look at my instagram where i wrote captions and people commented on it where maybe that's a new visceral feeling of like here is this captured moment not just a picture but how he thought about it and how people thought about it in the moment, maybe that will be the new thing and maybe we'll think about it that way. But I think that it is important to be cognitively processing memories that way of like, when you take a picture, when you take a video, I guess what I'm getting to is it's not for you. It might seem for you, but I think you have to think about it as someone else might look at this. This might be important to someone else. And I've, I I think more than anything, that is kind of how I'm thinking about moments more than ever is right now. Like this moment might mean something to someone else. And maybe yeah. that's something for my child. Maybe it's a um, date with my wife or an interaction with a fan at a convention of like jumping way, way back to when we talked about empathy. And I said, like, I'm a narcissist. I'm I'm really now more than ever trying to think about I'm going to walk away from this and maybe this moment didn't register for me at all but maybe this moment means something to someone else in a way that I will never be able to contemplate and so if I don't treat every interaction every moment every memory with the respect 
that someone else might treat it, I am doing myself and that hypothetical person a disservice. So I try to think in terms of, I don't know if this is important, but to someone it might be. So I'm going to treat it as important. That's a beautiful lens to look at things. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Tune in again every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Until then, take care of yourselves.